weird. I'm saying I'm going to be extra weird. <laughs> I am not weird. Y'all are weird. Uh. All right, looks like we're ready. Whoop, whoop. Oh, there we go. All right, uh, we are live, guys. If you're watching, thanks for watching. If not, you come in later. Cool beans, anyway. Um, our last time, because we had what? How many weeks did we have a break on? What, two, three? Might have been two three, weeks. Yeah. I think it was a one week break in between. Thanks. It? it was it was kind of weird because we had a uh, Adepticon and then something we took else. Took a week before Adepticon, and the week of Adepticon off, and then we played for a week, and then we had the Sue, and then we're we're back. So. We're back. So we had a mm -hmm. little bit of a break. Um, but we're back, and on top of that. We had to do a quick rehash of what happened, because last we left off, y'all, um, we're going to go rescue a Jedi, or you thought was a Jedi, mm -hmm. or think is a Jedi, or hope is a Jedi. I don't think he's a Jedi. <laughs> and get together with that person. Now, I got a weird spot in the background that's just like, no, I want to go away. With my green screen, that's kind of annoying me. Um, and wanting to rescue him. Uh, when you went to go rescue him, not only did you find some data files. Oh, I see why it is. I got a beam of light coming through from the sun. Oh, brighten it up. Oh, gamers, we gotta get rid of that noise. Yeah. Um, that's the reason why there's a big old green splotch. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just put my head in the way. How about that? Um. And y'all were there, uh, found a dead guy, went for a second guy, uh, found out he was alive, but not waking up, super unconscious, super ding. Uh, y'all grabbed some files, you grabbed the files, and when you grabbed the files, you found that Turk was possibly still alive. Um, definitely was being tortured, you don't know what for. Um... Because you haven't had chance to look over the files and stuff, but you were allowed to download. You were able to download some of them, um, and you blasted off towards home. Is where we kind of left off. Um, other than that, uh, do we have any questions? Did I give you all XP for? Uh, we we time? did not because we wanted to do it at the beginning of the next session. Okay, I didn't think so. I just wanted to make sure because everything that's going on. Uh, I'm going to give you 7 XP. <laughs> Thank you. You're a monster. <laughs> What's wrong, Tim? You don't like 7? Is 7 not a good number for you? That makes 59. That's really weird, yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> uh, guys, we had a, a pre-conversation about XP and... Uh, it's kind of making tw uh, Tim's OCD kind of twitch right now. <laughs> Just a little. I, if, if for folks who don't know the system super well in Star Wars, the uh, um, skills and trees are all based on multiples of five. So usually something costs a number of um, increments of five experience times the value you're about to go to. So like if you get your fifth point in a career skill, it costs you 25 points. If you wanted your first, it would cost you five points. Sometimes those things are multiples of 10 instead. And all the specialization trees are 5, then 10, then 15, then 20, and then finally 25. I'm very close to my 25 kind of cool ability down at the bottom, dedication. And uh, 
Now I have 19 experience points <laughs> saved for that. I'm going to burn it all down. <laughs> all of it. So it was just, I'm just ribbing Tim a little bit today. Um, it's no big deal. Um, it just, it's all because I love you. Um, so if, if anybody going to buy anything? Are we hoarding it still? Well, now it's seven of them. <laughs> um, other than that, all right, everybody's going to, I figure a lot of people are going to bank them. I mean, um, Right now, the story is still kind of... I don't want to say the story is ramping up. The story is changing pace. Um, we got through the main story. We're actually in the main part of the story. We're kind of technically in between like an episode one and episode two. We're still building information on everything that's going on. Uh, still getting everything ready for what's the big stuff. Um, so the sessions are a little bit shorter, a little bit more condensed. Not huge amount of combat, but uh, more story building. Which um, I think is really important for Star Wars. If everything in Star Wars is nothing but combat, it's not Star Wars. Um, it's, you've got to build. You've got to build these relationships. Got to build stuff like that all the time. Um, so any of that? Uh, does anybody want to spend anything before we get started, or is everybody banking like Tim is? I think I'm going to bank for right okay. now. Uh, does anybody have any questions before uh, before we start about the previous session or anything that happened before, or any uh, any other questions that I can answer that's not gonna that can't be answered in game? Um, just in general, just uh, a shout out. I know my character went a little dark last session, mm -hmm. so I know it's something at some point we have to deal with. I don't know if yeah. in game or before or after. Uh, what's going to happen is we're going to get together. Um, I think maybe if we can get together Friday, I gotta check to see. I have something planned on Friday, but we also need to do our episode where we do our um, uh, review of a board game. Yes. And so, if I can get home early enough, you and I will get through that, and we'll talk about that, and we have to do that episode too. So. Yeah, that works for me. So we'll do that. Um, so if we can just hold off. Uh, you haven't pushed enough on the dark side to make a paragon shift or to make a big drastic change in your personality. You just started dipping your toe into the, the dark side right now uh, gotcha. by using it. Um, which is, by the way, we did talk about on our podcast Sunday about house rules. About We actually specifically talked about using the dark side in the game to fuel force powers and stuff and force abilities so it was kind of interesting people thought that was an interesting way to use it um all right other than that everybody give me a force roll so we can figure out what it, uh we're gonna have on our there we go Ooh. off to a start <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> we're even two and two yep all right, guys, just make sure you start, you know, like I said, start using these up a little bit more. Start kind of using these to your advantage because this is what's going to help you out um, on things that need to be done in the game. Um, other than that, last of lift off, we were, y'all were zipping away in outer space to the home planet with your rescued Jedi, which you're not sure. Do you think it is? Um, other than that. Um, y'all are heading back. Y'all are still in hyperspace right now. 
uh, jumping to your planet, making your various jumps that y'all are kind of used to, that it's not just a straight jump to the planet, it's hit one planet, go to another planet, go to another planet, refuel, jump up, go to another planet, and then, you know, eventually you get to where you're supposed to. It's kind of this roundabout way, so no, y'all aren't triggered or followed or tracked in any way possible. So, right. other than that, um, if you have something you need to say, want to do, let me know. Otherwise, we'll do our jumps, get you back to the hometown, and see what's going on. Bueller? Bueller? Nobody? I think we're ready. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. You eventually, you, you do your stops like normal, um, refuel, um, and you eventually land on da 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 Jedi Hideout, number one, if you want to call it. Uh, Y'all haven't given it an official name yet, so that's what I'm going to call it. Um, uh, A7 uh, pulls off, and he's got this uh, floating grab platform, and he asks you to put the gentleman on that, um, mm -hmm. and we'll take him into the main complex and see what help we can get for him. Other than that, wheels out. Wheels out. Grabs out. How about that? Um, grab platforms out. Um, go over from where the hangar is, and you'll get to the main building. Um, and he pulls off, and he like goes up to this panel, hits open the door, and goes on into there. And inside of that is uh, the uh, like a small med bay, nothing huge, but just you know a good small area to work on and get things a little bit done easier. Um, so, wheels him in, starts hooking up different things to this guy. Uh, kind of pretty much strips him down to his, you know, skibbies. Um, he's got, notice that he's got plenty of scars, burn marks, uh, abrasions all over. Um, you can tell that he has taken a beating of some sort. Quite a bit, to be honest. Um, A7 starts running diagnosis and starts, you know, he's, he's actually, he, knows that he really hasn't been paying much attention to y'all. Y'all are kind of like that thing in the side that he just y'all <laughs> I need you let's go do this and then he comes back and he just starts doing stuff and hooking things up and listening to beeps and wondering about things um, Mel's probably going to go watch uh, what he's doing for a little while so to okay. get a better sense of what his routine's like okay um you can tell that he's pretty much, he's, he's trying to take care of him. Every once in a while you see him inject something or like takes a scrape or whatever. Um, and just, you know, looks like he's doing overall advanced first aid. Best way to tell it. Um, nothing huge. But um, he's, he kind of like, this is just going to take time. Y'all do not have a tank for them to, you know, back to tank or anything. You're still trying to outfit this place. This that place is very still a ghost town. Best way to put it. For sure. Okay. I mean, we we may wish to talk at some point about either doing some supply runs or looking into the writings that uh, Turk left for us, trying to see if there's, you know, a, a place we could go to recover some of these relics that he described. Mm -hmm. Um, we're on something of a clock because certainly the the Sith are going to be looking for these as much as we are. Oh, I mean a lot, a lot of cases they're relics of their religion as well, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, especially from what you've been doing because you've been you you have been researching quite a bit, and a lot of them seems to be because 
while the Jedi are there, the Sith race has had a ton of things uh, and a ton of artifacts. Um, and of course, where y'all were from, Korriban was, of course, their home world, uh, which has actually come to light of your um, research that y'all were actually living on the original Sith planet. So that kind of shed some light of why they attacked that area, not just because of the Jedi, but because of what was going on. So, okay. Um, other than that, if there's anything you want to do specific, let me know. If not, we'll continue on the story. Uh, maybe I want to check out ship, get stuff done. Um, I'll probably split your time between any assistance A7 needs with medical work and going back to her research. Okay. Um, um, give me at least one research uh, role because um, you're going to have at least a day to kind of fiddle fart around. Okay. Uh, Frizz, Gand, anything you uh, want to do particular? Yeah, uh, I go ahead, Gand. No, you, you go ahead. All right, uh, Frizz is first. Uh, Frizz would like to find a seven, take a moment, ask him a couple questions. Okay. Uh, so she's going to uh, bug him while he's tending to the guy and kind of be quiet. She doesn't want to bother him if he's in discomfort. Uh, but she's going to say to A7, how long do you think this guy is going to be out for? Uh, that's just going to depend on... And you notice that when he's talking to you, he's not paying attention to you at all. So you can you, you kind of get this feeling that you're like this... Uh, to him, you're this annoying, buzzing ant or gnat around him constantly. Um, still, he doesn't, you know really see you as a working part of the team. Just that, yeah, we ought to have her because she's here type attitude. Uh, but he's like, nah, it just depends on, you know, his his stamina and fortitude and if, if he can make it through this or not. But that's all up to him. When do you think he'll be able to talk? Did you not hear me? That's all up to him. Well, he can be sleepy. I mean, can't you just wake him up? Stab with one of those stimmers. If you can see the eye slits, you notice that his eye slits kind of narrow. <laughs> and they kind of get really tight. And then you can see he's like, child, leave. He'll wake up <laughs> when he's ready to wake up. I can say, okay, but when he does wake up, you get me. Even if I'm eating something, you get me. She's going to leave the room. Pish posh. You can see him kind of like go back to doing, you know, working and stuff. Gand. Unless you're done. Gand. Frizz, did you need to do anything else? Eat. Take a rest. <laughs> okay. Um, if you're, guys, remember also if you're hurt, you still need to tend to your wounds. Um, which is not a big deal. You can do it on your trip back, but don't just automatically assume that everything goes. You know, mm -hmm. I don't remember. I don't think anybody was hurt really that bad, were they? Well, that's the case. I'll tend to my single strain that I did yeah. have. Yeah, I did have wounds. Pulled some. Pulled my hammies. Is there? What's the nature of the check for that again? First aid. Use do like still have the cube, so that does give you a bonus. By the way. Sorry, I didn't mean to inter interrupt you there, Gary Gand. Okay. First aid check. Probably do one of those. 
medicine. Yep. Okay. Wow, you get a lot of dice uh, for those checks. <laughs> I'm just clever. That's all I am. It's just really, really smart. It's too bad today's opposite day, so you kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I did roll threat. <laughs> yes, your first roll today is not a threat to roll. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, y'all hear hill up no problem. Um, not a big deal. Like I said, there's plenty of jumps and time mm -hmm. to get this done. But I just want you to keep on remembering this. Um, all right, Gand, what, what do you want to do before something sets in? Okay. Before someone says something else. Gand <laughs> knows that he is in no way someone who could be helpful with the taking care of the severely injured individual that we rescued. Correct. However, he has had a concern in the back of his head since uh, his trip to rescue this individual and mm -hmm. would like to interact with uh, the Holocron, Kirk's Holocron, if not uh, both Kirk's Holocron and Mimic. Okay. Um, that's not a problem. Um, there are, Mel is the same one, one that's been holding on to him, so you just gotta, you know, get to her and ask her about it. So, uh, where would I find Mel right now? Typically uh, where Mel, Mel is. is <laughs> in the, the sort of housing area we were given initially, um, mm -hmm. the upstairs area. She's got, um, at this point now, two rooms that are just covered in research and drawings and sketches and notes, and there's... Um, she doesn't have like clear whiteboards, but she's improvised as best as she can with like wall illustrations too. So <laughs> it looks like either she's a serial killer or she might be figuring some stuff out <laughs> or both. Like <laughs> you never know. Uh, Gan knocks on one of the doors. <laughs> Mel answers from the other one. Figured. You get a 50. This one was wondering if he might borrow, uh, Holocron. Uh, of course. Um, bring it back when you're done. It's been helpful in the research process. She walks back into the room and she she retrieves it, uh, hands it over to Gand. Uh, she seems a little bit reticent when handing it over, but she's like she's quite willing to give it up. Just anxious. Uh, it's her only access to the closest thing she's had to a Jedi Master so far. Gand looks a little confused at this. And then takes it and walks back downstairs to the main room. Okay. And powers up the holocron. Okay. Um, you see the flash of, you know, the body in the typical, you know, blue-greenish tint of, you know, uh, of a holocron. Come up. And there's, of course, Turk standing there. Yeah. How much torture do you think you could withstand before giving up information? Good question. It pauses for a second. <laughs> and you kind of you kind of see the head kind of tilt. Probably quite a bit. I'm a pretty strong individual. As he kind of kind of thinks over his words for a second. It has come to this one's attention that. Uh, in the fall of the temple, you might have been, you, you were definitely captured and tortured by the Sith. I am right now, this one is right now trying to 
justify trying to figure out if our current location has been compromised. Hmm. I don't know this current location that we speak of, but okay. <laughs> That's positive. Kind of is, actually. It's... Thank you, Turk. That was actually very helpful. <laughs> it just ends there. I, I shut back down the holocron and walk back up to Mel's room. Okay. Mel, Mel's... You, you start hearing footsteps come up. And all of a sudden you peer and you're like taking your fingers and kind of crossing checking and, you know, and you're like, you have an aha moment as you notice certain things are clicking into place and you've narrowed down a location of where something might be. When you return the holocron, Mel looks very excited uh, as if, if only because she needs to share it with someone. She says, uh, I, I found a location. I, I know where we need to go. Prep the ship. Damned nods. I mean, if we think it's safe to leave, we should probably talk about some kind of a resupply mission too. I don't know. We let's talk to A seven, but but I know where we can go. She That's collects her notes. That's probably a good thing to do. <laughs> she collects her notes as best as possible and she heads down the stairs. Now Yes. In your in your readings, have you found any books on uh, martial arts? Uh, there's a lot of stuff here on the Jedi Code, and some stuff about Jedi um, forms and lightsaber training. A lot of the disciplines are similar, uh, mostly footwork. Uh, what what kind of thing were you looking for? I was interested in hand to hand combat. I mean, fundamentally, all lightsaber work is hand-to-hand -hand combat. Um, I mean, Xi'an training in, in principle is uh, you know, martial. Um, I, I could I could show you some of the stuff and see if any the, of it relates. This one can't really wield the weapons that you do, but well, of I, course. I figured being a little bit more adept in up-close-and-personal things might be useful if uh if you'd like to come to our sparring practice i could probably make a modified routine that doesn't use the lightsabers that would be interesting well we um we've been practicing almost every day now uh well when fitz shows up mm -hmm. which is which is most of the time this one shall do that um this all may have to wait though because i think i think we should press on uh this location is unlikely to be undiscovered for long Agreed. Mel will try to track down A7, whether that's in the downstairs area um, or if it's where the patient is being kept. And we'll head back to the ship to make to uh, make preparations. Okay. Frizz, do anything? Frizz has, uh, Frizz has been annoying A7. It, like what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure where's where is he at on the ship right now. A seven? Yeah. Not on the ship. He's still in the uh, uh, bed bay. He's in the bay. All right. I'm just gonna hang out with him in the bay. I really don't have anything else to do. Okay. 
Plus, I'm pretty suspicious about this uh, unconscious guy. I'm pretty sure he's just a criminal. We got the wrong person. <laughs> you never know. Okay. Um, you sit there. Y'all head down to where you're going. Um, Fred, you're kind of sitting there, and every once in a while, you see A7 look over at you. And, of course, you see the eye slits kind of narrow the light. Just kind of, you, you can tell that he's like got that evil squinting look at you every once in a while. Making sure you're not messing with something. And every every once in a while you see his head turn really quickly, like when you shift in your chair. He's like Gotcha. Yeah, just making sure you're not like you can tell he's kinda like very still leery about you. Um and after a while, um, y'all go up there and y'all are doing you hear some heavy footsteps coming down the steps. As you hear these two moving down. I know those footsteps. Yeah. I'll jump up so I can greet my friends when they come on in the room. Well, you hear the footsteps come down and go past you? Oh, they go past me. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, Frizz is going to look over at A7 and make sure he's not looking at her. And then just for the sake of it, just try to sneak out really quietly. Just for fun. Uh, and go see what those where those footsteps are going. Okay. You walk over and you kind of tiptoe over. You know, you're trying to be quiet. All of a sudden you hit the button. You hear this as the door goes past. And as the door goes close. You know, that that, that, that that noise. And you're like, yeah, that was quiet. And you keep on going through. <laughs> you see hey, these two far? walking towards pretty much the hangar area. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to shout out over them. Hey, God. Hello, Malikia. Where you guys think you're going to go? Oh, um, we were looking, I mean, among other things for you. Uh, I found the location, the, one of the ones that Turk alluded to in his holocron. Uh, I think we need to go there quickly, discover what he was after. Doesn't sound like a bad idea. This guy over here, he doesn't look like he's waking up anytime soon. We're, um, I think we're planning to check in with A7 just in case. Um, it's, it also might be valuable to do something of a resupply mission. And I, I want to go over what the protocol for that will be like. There's some things we could have here that we don't, uh, like a back to tank or at least some better medical supplies. And if we can kill two birds with one stone, it's one less trip where we could possibly be followed back here. This one believes that anything of that size we would have to steal. I'm not opposed to stealing from those who need it less or deserve it. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are the smart ones. <laughs> this one just wanted it known that it would probably require us uh, stealing it. In case, especially Malokia here, is not comfortable with that eventuality. I... I'm comfortable stealing to save someone's life and to provide the remaining members of a dying religion with the provisions to keep their membership intact. I'm a little bit less comfortable stealing what I'd like to get next, which is significant mechanical supplies. You're this beep of your calm going, he's awake. Oh, well that matters. We'll head over to the medical hangar bay. Yeah. I'll turn back around. Uh, Frizz, you hear some screeching and stuff in your mic, but you don't hear what they hear. Oh, <laughs> I do. I see. I'm. I'm assuming you guys are gonna turn around, and so 
Well, if he's awake, we should talk to him, Mo Loki is going to say, assuming that everyone got the same message. <laughs> Who's awake? Eyebrows raised slightly. <laughs> Continues on her way. G- Gand is silent for this whole interaction and just turns around and follows Malokia. Okay. <laughs> okay. Y'all get there. Um, you notice the individual. It, it is a human male. Um, very old. Um, definitely, you probably think maybe 70s or, you know, late, you know, 70s type thing. Um kind of sitting up but not sitting up you know leaned back on the on the bed um but sitting up and just very labored very tired you can tell that there's just a lot going on you can tell that he's he, he's here but he's not out of the problem that's going on you know what i'm saying 87's you know still looking him over says you need to take it calm be careful don't do too much, you know. You can tell that he's still going over his his medical diagnosis and you know checking stats and everything, and you know providing injections to this guy. Malika is going to give the patient a little bit of space. Okay. Um, she's anxious that he not feel overwhelmed, so she's going to give a bit of distance. Okay. Uh, Frizz has spent quite a bit of time in this sort of area and around him and had some pressing questions, so she's just going to lean down a little bit and say, Frizz, if, if you want to ask him what we want to know here, uh, just be careful. He's probably in a delicate condition. Oh, I do. I do. Uh, I'm going to go over to A7 and say, do you think the patient is ready to speak to any of us? <laughs> You hear the old man go, I'm right here, child. Oh, well, hey, if you're ready. (laughs) You see A7 kind of look at you for a second and go back to doing what he's doing. Well, I'm glad to see you didn't die. If you even knew that was going to happen. So what landed you where you were at when we found you there, buddy? Buddy? (laughs) (laughs) He looks over at A7 and he's like, (laughs) <laughs> These are the people Turks say we should trust? Oh, shit. And he kind of like, you know, his eyes are like laid back and he's like, not even the force can... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that kind of that... that you know, when, he, when he talks, you can tell he's got that gruff old man voice. It's just like... What was it? What, best way to put it? Um... Clint Eastwood is an old army man that's just tired of your shit type voice and type attitude where he's just like, fuck, why are y'all got to be here? I mean, I appreciate, thank you for saving me. You're welcome. But A7 left it up to these little shits. A7 kind of looks over and goes, yep. Hey, so turns back over. Oh, God. We're going to need more than the Force. So, uh, what happened to everybody else that was with me? I knew there was more people in, in the facility. What happened to them? Mel takes a step forward. Um, we managed to get to the area of the facility where you were being confined. Uh, but it was being pretty quickly overrun. 
Um, we were afraid that our position here would be compromised and we needed to save you. So we we left, um, but without exploring it further. And uh, what are you doing here? We're... She kind of glanced at the, uh, the remaining members of her group here, trying to see if they think this person can be trusted. Um, we're studying some of the writings that Turk left. Um, we're trying to see if there's anything there um, that we can continue the work that he was uh, investigating. What um, about the rebellion? Well, there's three of us. Uh, four, if you count A7 here. There's not a lot of rebellion going on. <laughs> as soon as you say A7, he was like, no. <laughs> He's like, not me. I'm just a droid. <laughs> not a rebellion. Just a droid. Hi, Mac. If you oh. have recommendations, like, we're listening. But... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Jedi are gone. We've been fighting this. They've taken over. And you... A scrawny wannabe Jedi. A bug gunman and a he kind of like leans it kind of lifts up a little bit and looks down at you kind of a bit at Frith and a nine year old girl boy are all we have left in the resistance fuck the force this is not gonna work I'm not happier about it than you are <laughs> he kind of like shifts a little bit kind of grunts Ugh. Where's my cigars? Give me something to smoke. A seven like reaches over and like smacks them. It's like you don't get anything to smoke. There's a lot of fuck you, droid. Space. <laughs> this one could procure you, procure you some death sticks when we're out. Good. Get your ass out of here and go do that. I can tell maybe the only competent one in here is this tall drink of blue skin. What, a Padawan? Are you even a Padawan? Maybe. <laughs> I'd like to be. No one, uh, I, I was too busy fixing the elevators. Hey, hey, pipsqueak. What? Alcohol, now. Go! <laughs> uh, Look over A7. Uh, see Don't look at him. <laughs> Give me some. I'll wait. He like puts his hands up. Alcohol and like kind of does like some rudimentary sign language towards you. So uh, I will. Don't worry. I'm gonna make another trip to the pantry really, really soon here. Really soon. Just after my friends ask Why me aren't questions. you moving? Man, well, there's no He rush. picks up there's he he picks up this little data pad a little thing and like chunks it at you. <laughs> Alright. It like I'll lands go. near you and bounces around. Or cooperative if you provided <laughs> some alcohol. Go to the pantry and get some. Listen to your superior. 
Mel is having trouble keeping her composure. Uh, I could use some fruits and dates anyway. Uh, Frizz storms off and... Wait, 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 wait. You live off of fruits and dates? <coughs> I mean, there's nuts, too. Um, some pretty reasonable produce, <coughs> if you're so inclined. There are military rations, if which I know where are. It is really good. Maybe I got a pistol I can just shoot myself and get it over with now. Maybe I'll blast her. Just give me a blaster. I'll end it right now. Be done with this. I can just like sleep away. We are fucked. If we're leaving it up to a children, a child that eats nothing but fruits and berries. Do you know how to use that blaster? He looks over what at blaster? you, Gand. <laughs> he looks over at Gand. Are you still in the room, Frizz? I'm going to leave. I'm just going to hang on the other side <laughs> of the door. I use the blaster, but at this point, shooting you might be counterproductive. At least yeah, I don't have to deal with this torture anymore. Have y'all, like, gotten weapons, got with the rest of the resistance, done anything besides, like, nothing? Nothing. Uh, do you have any recommendations and who we'd contact to deal with the rest of the resistance? We got off Korriban, made it to here, and started looking through the research charcade. There was no oh, wait, whoa. To contact. Whoa. Pipsqueak! Where's my uncle? <laughs> I clearly hear him from the other side of the door. I say, fine, I'll go get this stupid old man some stupid drink, but I'm a spit in it the whole dang time, and I just storm off towards the pantry. I'm All right, what, what, what? Do you have a name, sir? Perhaps we should be formally introduced. You can call me, sir. All right, then. Do you have any recommendations for us? I mean... You're obviously in no great shape yourself, but we, we need all the help we can get. And this is a brilliant one. Oh, of course. Brilliant, a, a, maybe, a, a but seven, not experienced. A7, hit that button right there. They'll just cut off all the life support to me, and I'll be just fine. You're A7. He's like, shut up. The, the Gand, at, at all of this, uh, puts his hands back inside his robe and walks out of the room to go find Mimic. Mimic. I neck. Because he's around somewhere. <laughs> you hope he's around somewhere? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so. Do you even know how to turn on your lightsaber? What's your name? Don't smile at me. What's your name? <laughs> I'm just are we are we exchanging names now? Is that a thing we're doing? I'm sir, um, you're I'm Mel. Mel Kiasar. And I am uh, an aspirant force user and I wish to do good in the world. Blah, 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 blah. All these Jedi want to do good. Sometimes you gotta kill. 
Do you even know how to use your lightsaber? Like, do you know where the on switch is? And he kind of like makes a motion with his hand. Mel takes about three steps back, draws her lightsaber, and takes herself through <laughs> the steps of Form 7 as carefully and gently as she can. Uh, obviously creating lots of space, but evidencing her lightsaber expertise such that it is. Watch out here, A7. She knows how to turn it on. Has she killed anybody yet? You can see it kind of like whispers over towards A7. And he's like totally ignoring the guy now. He's like, fuck him. <laughs> he's an ass. <laughs> he's not talking to him at all. She turns the lightsaber off and puts it away. Clear that the demonstration didn't accomplish what she was hoping it would. I'm so sorry, sir. I have but what limited You need to stand at attention when you talk to me. She stands up. She tends to slouch normally because she's a little bit too tall for her compatriots. But she stands up as tall as she does and is uncomfortably tall. Six two, six three yeah. at least. And, yeah, you think we're pretty tall. And she's towering over the group now and she starts to get a little fed up with the situation says is that better i'm standing up now is there anything else i can do for you or will you help us with this rebellion i don't know we'll have to see if we can get some people on our side because y'all three are definitely not going to be able to do it we're painfully aware of that hey a7 right here cut right here and he like points towards his stomach area like on the right hand side and he's like, open it up right here. A7 kind of turns around. He got that kind of look. And he's like, kind of like, hello, you got a cutting room. You know, open me up right here. He reaches over and like kind of grabs something to like stick him like an anesthesia on that side. And he like slaps it at A7's hand. No, cut! And A7's like, oh, fuck it. And grabs over and starts lancing into this guy and cuts up a small section, probably about you know about two inches wide, and everything. And he's, he's like, ah. and he kind of digs in with his hand. He's got a couple of fingers inside of his gut, <laughs> and he's like, oh wait a minute, maybe it's the other side. And he kind of dig. No, no, there it is. And he pulls out. He's like this small, small data disc covered and wrapped in like some type of slime, not just the slime from his body and, you know, icker. And he like throws it at you. Read that. Where's my alcohol? You hear this in the Mel background, Frizz. Retrieves the ickery data disc. And she, um, she glances at, the Jedi with a mixture of respect and revulsion and uh, rinses it in some sterile water and says, I'll investigate the data disc. Thank you, sir. He's like, he's like not paying attention. He reaches over to like some device and starts sealing his wound up. Malokia takes the data disc and heads back toward her study area to read the contents. We're full. As you, as you start to walk out, he's like, tell that little shit to get me my alcohol now. <laughs> well, Frizz, uh, 
Chris has walked to the pantry probably by now. I would assume. It's not oh yeah, it's it's, right. it's not too far across. It's just okay. to open the cor- over the uh, open area. So yeah, it's not a big deal. Well, she's going on over there, and she is hopefully acquiring a beverage for him. Uh, you find some alcohol that would be you know equivalent to what he's wanting, some type of bourbon esque type, you know, straight alcohol type thing. Okay. I'm going to grab some of it and throw it in my little portable drink pouch. I have it written down here. You know, you guys know I'm talking about, though. Uh, I'm going to go back to this cranky old man with his beverage. Okay. You're walking back, and you you see Mel walking out. And she's, like, holding something in her hand. And she's got this look of, like... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> look of like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's gonna look at her when she walks by. Hmm, experiencing nice. some interesting times. <laughs> Dan, you kind of look around for him, and you're not seeing hide or hair of him anywhere. This is mildly inconvenient. You walk in uh, with, with, with the container of alcoholic beverage, and he's like, oh, God. Fuck, it's about time. Bring it here, kid. It's about time. Bring it here, kid. Hey, first of all, I'm barely legally able to be carrying this stuff. Uh, I'm going to hold the beverage oh, out of his shit. reach a little bit, expecting him to grab it from me. Holy shit. If I have to snatch this drink from you, I am going to punch you in your teeth. Give me the alcohol. I'm going to pull it back. No, you have to answer my questions first, buddy. I'm jumping all over the place for you while you just sit here on your dumb, lazy bed. 87, give me a blaster. I'm going to kill this kid. I'm going to kill this kid. Give me a blaster. You can see he's like scrambling around looking for something to... He, like, picks him up. Give me the alcohol! He throws, like, something at you. Say, it's not hard. First of all, did you tell them anything? Come on. Did you give anything up? I'm not you. I don't whimper at the last sign of defeat. Well, I guess that makes sense. You're probably the only one who survived. We just need some advice. We didn't know what to do, man. Can you tell us something? I'll give you Here's I'll the give best you advice more. I can give you. Give me my fucking alcohol. I say, yeah, okay. But then you got to tell us something after you quench your thirst here, buddy. I'm going to chuck him this, the canteen. Okay. You like throw the canteen. He like kind of scrambles it and, you know, undoes it, do it and starts to go up an A7, just knocks it out of his hand. And just, it goes spilling all over the place. You can see he's just, you, you can tell he's just like pissed off. I'm going to kill you, robot. Droid, you're dead. As soon as I get yeah, man, up, I'm going to shoot the pantry. <laughs> Pick up the canteen too. and give me some alcohol. Listen here, little crap. Go over and get that canteen. And give me that I alcohol. Don't, I don't like listening to old men. She picks up the canteen. How full is it? It's got maybe a few shots left in it. Man, A7, is this guy like your friend or something? Like, who is this dude? A7 just kind of like glances back at you. 
shakes his head. Friends, I don't have friends. Oh, I'm just going to give him this, man. If worst case scenario, he just dies anyway. Just help us out. As soon as you like, kind of get near him, he like reaches one hand out towards you and one towards A7, and he's like pushing A7 with one hand and grabbing it and trying to drink with the other as A7 is trying to like swat it out of his hand, and he's like you know leaning over trying to drink it. He gets like a maybe a shot in him before A7 is able to overpower him and just like Ugh, steal it from him this time. Nose everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the whole place reeks of alcohol now. <laughs> All right, man, I gave you something. You can give me something. Just just tell me anything at all. Do you know who Turk is? Do you know where he's at? Do I know who Turk is? Oh, my God. Yeah. I know who Turk is. Guys are like brothers or something? Your friends? War compatriots. That's, That's a nice word. Don't know what it means, but... What, what do you? Where do you think the Sith? What did the Sith want with you guys? Hello, I'm a general. Well, that's I do cool. combat. Nice I'm a commando. I've been in the forces, fought the groundwork. Of course, they want me. I do plenty of things that you're afraid to do. Are you even old enough to even hold a lightsaber? Most likely. What five? Ten, maybe? Definitely more than ten. I don't know. I don't keep count. Ten? What are you? One, two, chicken, and you're done? <laughs> uh, Frizz is going to laugh at that, but then be like, no, I wasn't laughing at that. Get all serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want me to do? Just leave you alone? Give me more alcohol. I will, but... Can we not do it in this room? Because that robot's just going to slap me later on. Then use your Jedi ways and change his mind and get in here and get me alcohol. Sneak <laughs> around. Be all Jedi-like and get me stuff. Okay. Well, he kind of like, he, he does a little weird. Every time he says Jedi, he does air quotes around it. <laughs> Max, right, you well. don't see hide nor hair and nothing comes up. Um, from trying to find him at all. Other than that, um, Mel, you go in and pop in this little device. I clean it pretty thoroughly. Yeah, I'm sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) You, you clean it up and everything and you pop it into there and all of a sudden it starts making some buzzing and whirling and, you know. Just some, you know, data making noise. And all of a sudden it screeches really, really loud and flashes up some random numbers and flips on the screen. And then all of a sudden it goes blank. And then it starts to smoke from inside the container that it's in. You're sitting there, you're looking at all of a sudden smoke starts pouring out from the data entry port. Um help save it <laughs> you like push the button and can. try to get it out and all when you pull it out it's just starting to whatever data product this was is now kind of slag uh, okay well um 
she's got some experience with computers and a little bit of mechanical work, so she'll she'll put it on ice or or like you know do a whatever no, no, she can to sell the commands of it. Oh, it's like okay. <laughs> good, good. So a hundred percent unsalvageable. Yeah, pretty much. It kind of like melted itself after it did whatever it did on your your uh, screen. It kind of slagged itself. Can I get any sense of what that was? Like, go over a um, Ooh, yeah, like kind um, of a history of what occurred in the computer, or sort of see what sort of sequence might have occurred there. Yeah, go ahead and give me a um, what is it? Uh, subterfuge. Subterfuge. No. Uh, which is going to be streetwise, um, and you will definitely take um, a red and two purples from this. Red and two purples. Well, that's no problem. My streetwise skill is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. You're like, hmm, I don't know what that was, but it's gone. Can't be good. Uh, again, you going to do anything else? Because you are not getting any information or nothing from him at all. I I did ponder the question of could I fake the death of this Jedi in some way that I could convince the Sith to pay me? <laughs> <laughs> I did ponder that, but based on the role that I made for that, I'm going to guess that anything I could come up with is incredibly dangerous to try. Yes. So, since we can't find Mimic, Nope. And... To say the least, our, our new individual is mildly unhelpful. Uh, I would say mildly Carrying the ship. Okay. Mel's going to go look for Gant. Okay. You see him, uh, you come back down and you see him as you're coming down the stairs looking through one of the windows, you see him walking off towards the uh, the uh, port, the hangar area. Gant, um, I need your assistance and I want to put this delicately. I'm pretty good at figuring, it, figuring out anything that happens with a computer that was intended to happen with a computer or happened but wasn't supposed to. I'm not so sure how to deal with things that, um, how shall I put this, uh, were inflicted on a computer or maybe were done maliciously. Uh, something occurred, and I think I can break down for you exactly what the experience of the computer was, but I don't understand the significance of it, and I need somebody with a bit more um, interaction with the criminal underworld elements maybe uh <laughs> I, I i'm not trying to you want someone who knows how to break an electronic device <laughs> i'm pretty good at fixing them but not nearly as good at figuring out why they were broken in the first place yeah this that's basically what I mean. to attempt. <laughs> uh please let me let me show you what occurred um i can I can show you all the details and I can, we can look at the device, but I don't know why or what this was. Uh, 
Okay, uh, Gan follows Mel to see what has happened. Okay. So Mel takes him back to the research area and the kind of computer that she initially put the, the data chip into. Um, she's going to show him the kind of slagged piece of hardware and the, the port that it was connected to and then go over kind of the, the sequence that the computer experienced, uh, recreating it and describing it as best as possible. Um, can you get any sense of what that was or what? Uh, it's nothing I've seen before. Okay. Uh, she describes it to you. Um, if you want to make a check, it definitely will be a uh, streetwise. Uh, but being that you're not watching it, it definitely is going to be two purples and two reds to um, give you really a hard time because it is second nature and second description of it. Question. Uh huh. Would this fall under, uh, because we're looking at a device that was obviously designed to bypass uh, security, uh, would this, would trying to figure out what the device did, could I use my bypass security to drop one of those reds to a black? No, because this has already happened. Okay. This is not something that's happening. It's already happened. You're just going off of information of what she's told you. Well, I'm going to use a destiny point. Go for it. Yeah. I'm sure you'll do great. Get a blue die. Well, it kind of washes out, and you get a success. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, mm, maybe a distress call? Oh, no. That, you know, this is like, send out a message to someone and then self-destruct as soon as it's done sending? I don't think we have on our hands who we think we have. Mel's going to head back over to the medical hangar bay. Okay. Um, as she does, she explains to Gand what happened, where the device came from mm -hmm. and the concerns. Uh, if our location has been broadcast, that means we're all in danger. This one is going to try and pack up what remaining of the supplies. Uh, Tell, tell the small one to go and clean the pantries and send them to the ship. That's a good plan. We're, we're okay. packing up. Um, I'm going to tell Fritz what's going on, and we're going to get to the ship. Don't run in front of our prisoner what we are doing. Very well. Did it seem obvious that A7 knew this individual? Yeah. You could tell that he knew him. Okay. You might want to check the Turk holocron. Okay. Maybe with a description of the individual, the Turk holocron could identify them. Um, Mel's got the Turk holocron on her. Okay. Uh, on her way over to talk to Fritz, but before she... Uh, gets to the medical hangar bay. She's going to call up the Turk Holocron 
Okay. And describe the individual that they rescued. Okay. Uh, it flashes up like normal, uh, and he stands there. Turk, or what remains of Turk, uh, we've rescued an individual who was pretty badly injured and was being tortured by the Sith. Uh, but he had inside him uh, a device that he used to send out what we think was either a distress call or maybe an alert to our location, uh, to others. Uh, we want to know if this is a person you know and a person we can trust. Person and she proceeds like... to describe him in okay. as much detail as possible, including his um, penchants for cigars and alcohol, uh, his temperament, <laughs> his mannerisms, everything about uh, physical descriptions as best as can be. Okay. Um, you describe, and all of a sudden you kind of sit there and you go, you, you see the puzzled look. And then all of a sudden you get to cigar and alcohol and like crotchety old man type thing. Description is like, ah, you mean Fang. Uh, he requested to be addressed as sir. But oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He's, he's a shit. But he's good at uh, his job. He's an ass, but he's good. Trust? Yeah? I... Yeah? Okay. What what would this distress signal have been? Is he... I mean, he I talked about a rebellion. I'm I'm concerned our location has been given away. I have no clue on that. All right. Thank you for your help. Uh, she turns the holocron off and rushes toward the medical bay. Um, as soon as she gets inside, uh, she wanders up to to our guest. You kind of got that, that si side eye glance, and you're like, "What?" So you give me a device that sent off a message of some kind. That's dangerous. You plugged it in? I mean, I did what I was instructed to do. I trusted you. Maybe that makes me naive, foolish, and inexperienced. Definitely naive. Definitely foolish. You're definitely inexperienced, I can tell. And what happened? She describes what happened. You're kind of a snicker. <laughs> Why don't you tell me what happened? I have no idea what to make of this. Oh, I just sent a distress signal. Well, if you sent a distress signal to a haven that no one knew about, we're in some trouble. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just a stress signal. They'll get in contact with you. It was encrypted. <laughs> I I have no choice but to trust you. I Yeah, of course you do. Have considerable concerns, but I guess we have to head out. Um we're looking into going? some of the research the Turk did. We want to find the stuff that he left. Oh, the long lost artifacts of the Jedi training. Those things will help us with all of our troubles while we try to take out the Sith and kill them. You're going to go treasure hopping. Well, I mean, unless you've got a better idea. Yeah, more alcohol and cigars. Well, that's a different idea. Yeah, a couple sure. of Twi'lek dancers would be even better. Well, let's see if you have a distress signal for those. <laughs> A7, can we leave this gentleman? <laughs> like, he kind of laughs. He kind of laughs when you say that. He's like, 
Now you're getting it. <laughs> I I think we have to head off planet. I think we have to follow up on what Turk left and reprovision if possible. Um, are, are you... A7 turns around. And who's going to drive the ship? And who's going to get you back? Well, we've done it a couple times now. Our astrogation ability isn't terrible. I can plot the coordinates, and the Gand can fly the ship. And how are you going to get back? I mean, if you told us how... Yeah, that's not happening. I like to be working and functional and stay here, you know, working and functional. I'm not going to tell some wannabe Jedis how to get to our secret base and then have them spill that information. All right. Well, then I guess you hold all the cards. You got to see see the head kind of tilt and nod. Mm Mm-hmm. We, um, we'd like to, to resupply. We'd like to find better medical equipment. And we'd like to track down the things that Turk left us. Okay. What about taking us to the planet uh, as described in these coordinates and having a rendezvous time? That'll leave you in possession of the knowledge necessary to get back here and would give us ample time to, to find what we need. Your death. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Belle grabs the necessary research uh, equipment and details. She also grabs some of the other stuff that's there, including anything that she can back up digitally on the off chance that that distress signal is actually about to spell the end of their entire hideout. She collects her things, including her lightsaber and her equipment, and some food, and heads toward the ship. Uh, she lets Gand know, and uh, Frizz is obviously nearby for the conversation, but she says, I think we have to find this stuff. I, I don't think Turk would have sent us on this quest if it was vain and hopeless. Mm, that's a very good point. All right, let me go to the pantry quick and I'll meet you out there. I'm going to look over to the old man and um, say, if you, if you want a drink, you got to go get it yourself. And I'm going to throw the canteen down <laughs> and leave the room. Oh, shit. As you, as you hear the door close behind you as you walk away. All right, so what are y'all going to do? Nand is going to put back the supplies that were squirreled away that he was already trying to uh, <laughs> move to evacuate. Uh, okay. And then eat them at the ship. Okay. Um, A7, kind of like, all right, where are y'all going? Uh, Mel... Yeah. Is it Malokia? <laughs> yeah, did Malokia takes out her notes and she shows the uh, the general plotting of the planet that they've been going. She gives a couple of reference points, including other sort of star systems or, or planets that are nearby or that could serve as a frame of reference. She still doesn't know exactly where they are, so she can't say like to this planet from here. But she does the best with the information she's provided. Okay. He sits down in the seat and starts punching in coordinates and letting the nav computer do its job. Is there a bay on the ship, I'm guessing? Yes, I am at least. Okay. I am with pockets full of trail mix. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Okay. You get up and you you know, you know take off out of, out of the port and start heading out and you hit light speed. 
And all of a sudden, Gan's like, or not Gan, uh, excuse me, A7's like, it's going to take us about five jumps to get where we need to go. Do we need to stop off anywhere extra for your extra supplies you require? Gan looks at Malokia. I mean, if, if we could, no, let's, let's do any kind of resupplying like that on the trip back. I'd rather find this rendezvous and then return if, if the situation allows for it. Okay. All right. You got, you get up and you start heading off. You've, you've gone through your first jump, um, having to replot and get to, uh, another one. You start jumping off. You're about a little past your second day of jumps. Um, about midway through your third jump, you get a message coming over the comm. Um, well, we'll, we'll tune into it, of course, and answer. Uh, what's right. the message? You sit there and you, you, you do, you, you, you turn it on and it's a, it's a message from, uh, Fane. He's like, you, you can hear that he's like sucking on a cigar or something of some type of smoking device. You can hear him. Whew, that's it. Hey, y'all need to go here and meet up with a friend of mine. Talk about where you can get more people to help you out. So y'all can go and do your thing and we can fight the Sith and you have one day to get there. Here are the coordinates. Good luck, rookies. Well, his mission is time sensitive and ours is only in an abstract sense. I'd say as much as I hate doing it and as much as I don't completely trust him, I think we should go to the coordinates he indicated. What do you think? Well, I hope it's that if we end up in a situation, we can always shoot our way out. I just hope his friends aren't like him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's many like him in the entire galaxy. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, Mel relays the coordinates to our driver. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, it's like... Pops you out of hyperdrive in a safe location. Reprograms everything. Hits the button. Launches off in hyperdrive again. And he's like, so what are we doing once we get there? We're meeting up with some friends of our lovely guest. And where are we meeting them? How are we going to contact them? Well, you heard the same transmission I did. I don't have a lot of information here. I know that they're hopefully at these coordinates and that they'll get in touch with us. I'm presuming that that transmission that he sent us will, will give us some more... told them something of, of who we are. I, I don't know. I can furnish a lightsaber. It's a universal sign of the Jedi. This I'll one believes that would be a bad idea. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say I'm, that. <laughs> I'm not going to do it without... You're like walking through the cantina, lit up, swinging around. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I have no idea. If you have any suggestions or recommendations... This I'm one suggests that you and Frizz pretend to be employees of a bounty hunter. Okay, that bounty hunter being you? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the bounty hunter. 
I already have a Sith letter of Mark. Okay. okay. Uh, we can be employees. Uh, I'll be your mechanic, I guess. I'll be your sassy bodyguard. <laughs> you got how at about, least part of that coming. Uh, how about sticky uh, fingered thief and computer hacker? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'll shut up and let our bounty hunter do the talking. Okay. Um, you get it. Um, you actually land on a planet. Uh, the name of it is really not important um, right now. Um, you land down in port. Uh, A7's like, I'll take care of refueling, take care of everything else. Y'all just do what you got to do and get out alive, I guess. And looks at both of them before they get off the ship. Leave your lightsabers someplace safe. Like on our persons? Like on the ship. Uh, I don't feel very safe without the lightsaber. Are we sure about this? You're patting it down. It is better they find a blaster on you than a lightsaber. Unless you want to turn over the lightsaber as proof that we slayed a Jedi. See, I'd feel better. Uh, all right, compromise. I'll bring my training lightsaber. It's not very useful in a fight, but at least it gets me somewhere as proof that I slayed a Padawan. People are more likely to believe that anyway. I'll leave uh, the good lightsaber on a ship. I This one figured you would not want to lose the good one. Correct. Frizz has a really hard time putting anything down or away from her person. Uh, well, I've already had one taken from me, and I'm really afraid of having that happen again. She she takes her lightsaber and puts it away in a nookie on the ship there. Frizz, you were around when the Sith boarded the ship previously. Make sure yes. they're hidden somewhere where they will not find them. We lose that lightsaber. We can't get another one. Until I find a way to build new ones, which <laughs> might be a long way from now. Well, I'm pretty small. Uh, I'm going to signal Malikia to give me her good lightsaber that she's leaving behind. <sighs> she hands it over somewhat reticently. <laughs> okay. Uh, Frizz, very quickly, she runs over to the little corner of uh, the small room they're in in the ship, and she crawls inside one of the vents. She, she takes the screws out and gets her little body in there. Just kind of disappears. You can hear her kind of thumping around a bit here and there. Maybe going up the wall, maybe going over the side. You're not quite sure. Uh, and then it, <laughs> then after about like 30 seconds to a minute, uh, she pops out of a different shaft, probably most likely above them, and jumps down. Okay, I think we're good now. <laughs> Somebody should close that shaft. I, I can't get back up there. <laughs> All right. She's standing there looking at you, kind of like tapping her toe. You gonna close it? <laughs> I 
Are we ready to disembark? <laughs> I, I, as best as we can be called ready, I think we're ready. <laughs> All right, Bounty Hunter, you're in charge. And at... puts both of his hands back in his robes again and proceeds to walk towards the gangplank. Okay. Frizz, you look back. The hatch is still open <laughs> as you walk back. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'll walk out. Um, you're in a pretty dirty, disgusting port. Uh, you can't tell what planet this is. You don't even know. Um, no one's made, you know, really any big notion of it. Um, you do know a name, but you've never heard of it. Uh, you can tell that this is on the fringe because there is no Sith guards here at all. Uh, you walk through it, no problem. Um, there's You can tell this is like a scum and villainy type area. Excuse me. Uh, there's no, no Sith presence at all. Um, people are haggling nonstop over wares. You can hear a couple of blaster fires off in the distance. Um, you, you mean you, you can tell it's a lawless place. Gand is immediately much more comfortable than when he was on the uh, Sith world. <laughs> yeah, uh, this kind of feels home to you, Gand. You can tell that these people are your type of people. Type thing. Mel's ready to dismember someone if necessary. <laughs> With a training lightsaber, no less. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You uh you walk around. Um you you know that you're actually supposed to meet them in this one cantina type area. Uh so people can, you know, be themselves. But it's it's kind of packed. You're walking through some pretty tight groups of people. It's a bizarre of type. Um, you know, with people hawking their wares on the left and right and it's pretty crowded. You're kind of brushing up against people quite a bit. Frizz got to check her pockets a lot, make sure. Yeah. Sure <laughs> you see Frizz is like constantly groping her body. <laughs> she's she's been there done that when it comes to hive hive communities. So, you eventually um place to shop when we come back through after this meeting yeah you can you can feel this air of liveliness and warmth come from gand <laughs> as he's walking around <laughs> uh mel give me a where is it give me a vigilance roll with one red and two purples. Oh, this is going to go well. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, <laughs> That's not a bad roll. Uh, no. <laughs> not mathematically possible to be worse? No, possible, but not likely. Okay. You sit there and you're just kind of, you're brushing by people. So what kind of bumps you and you kind of like get, 
You're like you're not used to these, you're not used to these close quarters, so you're you know your you know closeness is coming a bit of an issue with you. Um, and y'all get into a cantina uh, that you're supposed to be at, and all of a sudden you know you walk in and there's this huge open area, super super noisy, music playing in the background, people talking, gaming going on, you name it. Uh, your your standard type you know cantina scene. Uh, people drinking, rabble-rousing, music going on, everything. It is all up to you now. Swan thinks he shall order a drink. Okay. You can find a place to sit. There's, you know, it's kind of tight, but there is a place. you will find a spot. I'm sure how he's actually going to drink said drink, but he thinks he's going to order one. Oh, yeah. there's there's They've got one where you can use it on a port. I'm sure there's got to be a way that you can eat while you're in your suit and drink while you're in yeah. your suit. Okay. You sit there and you you order up a you you see this, this scantily clad Twi'lek in like you know a, a metal bra and you know thonged panty type thing you know carrying a tray and it's like what you got what you want something strong. Gotcha. But you tell drink of water. Um, oh, a water is yes, that's lovely. Kind of, got a kind of inquisitive I, I look. He's a little uh, more sober than the rest of us. Okay, still costs the same. Looks down at you, uh, Frizz, and is like, "What about you, little shit?" I want to push all in close to the bar, uh, and really, really close again. Say, "Give me what you're giving him over there, but make it twice as big." Okay. She walks off. <clears throat> comes back. I'm going a little bit later. <clears throat> she like holds out a data pad for you to use your credit sticks on or whatever, so you can pay for the drinks. You like lick it up and and you got this little water and it's like got this little straw in it. It's like this metal container. <clears throat> it's kind of weird looking. And all of a sudden, you yeah, you you kind of pick it up and you're kind of like, okay, uh, Gain. You got this uh, container and it's. Got like this knob on the top of it, uh, so you can hook it up to one of your ports to drink, but it's completely enclosed. Uh, Frizz, you got about the same thing, but twice as big, and so it's like really, really <laughs> wide, and it's got this little knob on it, and she's like, I don't know how you drink that, but more power to you, and she walks off. Like shake it upside down. Mm. <laughs> it's nothing coming out. You hear some clanking when you do that, though, like there's something solid in it. Interesting to know, actually. Frizz is going to use her brute strength and you do a brawl roll against the container. Aerosolized. <laughs> All right. I mean, you actually can open up. You figure out how to open it up and get the, the tube off the top of it. And it's just a hole right there. But there's like some like air and some like wispy smoke that you think is coming out of the top of it. <laughs> You're making she's... smart choices. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to look at her drink and uh, look over to the Gan and see how he's enjoying his. Oh, he just got like, hooked up to his port and just sitting there and lean. You can see that he's like so calm and so cool right now. She's going to pretend to be like him. You know what? She's going to take this moment because she's so embarrassed by the interaction to look around the room and see if anybody is 
really looking at her. Not really. No, I mean, you get glances, but nothing that, you know, you know, makes your eye push right on you or whatever. Just got to keep her eye out. Okay. How are you going to drink, Frizz? <laughs> you guys are waiting. She's yep. afraid to. Um, yeah, you, she... you can all of a sudden, you, you see Mel look at you like, the hell? <laughs> She's going to look at the gand and look at Mel and uh, pick it up with both her hands and just start drinking it as fast as she can to be really impressive. All right, you're going to make a survival roll. Uh, <laughs> you're definitely going to be taking two purples. Um... And uh, I'm going to say one red because this is something you shouldn't be drinking to begin with. Oh, man. Who can't believe who served me alcohol? Let's <laughs> <clears throat> see if you yak all over everything. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. You sit there and you like chug it back and stuff and all of a sudden you feel like, yeah, this is not gonna stay down all the way. So you kinda like stop and she's got it you got like all over it and it's like this slimy green uh icker and it's still like anytime you're breathing it's coming out of your nose. The smoke is coming out of your nose and stuff. And you like you can feel like your belly kind of expand from like the gas that's within this slimy green stuff it is horrible beyond belief but you're you kind of got that look like (laughs) but you've got it and you've you've held it down i'm gonna release a big burp and uh look over to mel and be like "Eh? Eh?" (laughs) (laughs) if dan could make a laughing sound through his translator this would be a laughing sound. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, y'all are going to sit there for a little bit. I mean, if you're, if you're, unless you're doing something specific, it's just going to take some time uh, for them to contact you or do whatever need be. Uh, so, in probably about, oh, four or five minutes, Fridge, you're shit-faced. <laughs> Beyond belief. You're like barely able to stand up type shit-faced. Combined with what's in this and your body type, you're trashed. I mean, you're you've got a small bit of hallucination going on with you. <laughs> She's just gonna hang over her gone friend. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you got Frizz leaning over you with this big old bowl in one hand, and drunk as shit <laughs> next to you in the other. Mel, you see her. She is fucked up. Is there, like a, is there like a restroom or something that they could go to at this point? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a place you can go to. All right. M- Mel's going to just like help Fritz to the restroom and see what can be accomplished. Okay. <laughs> in terms of maybe removing the substance from her body by force <laughs> if necessary. You sit there and you see Fritz. You got it, Fritz. You're drunk as shit, so play it up. <laughs> um. Where where are we going? We're we're going to go use some help, my dear. That's not a substance intended to be consumed by humanoids. Uh, I guess it's time to break the seal. Uh, hey, I just gotta tell you though, you're really my friend. I've never had a friend like you guys before. I, she kind of so hugs up to your leg. To from the head. <laughs> 
All right, let's go. She, she like tries to stand up, and she just immediately face plants. <laughs> now, no. usually, do people, usually some people look over and some people chuckle. And they're like, who let the five-year-old drink? <laughs> Initially, Mel's, like, really worried about their cover and that they're making too much noise and keeps trying to, like, help Fritz up and, like, trying to, like, tuck an arm underneath her, which is already a comedy of proportions. And then sort of realizes that, like, maybe this is the best cover that they've stumbled their way into <laughs> and that now at least they don't look like people who shouldn't belong in this bar. Um she basically carries Fritz yeah. to the, uh, the Her legs room. are dragging. She's just like, she's got that, I love you guys. You're so wonderful. And it's like, of course, the 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 volume is about 40 times higher than what it should be. And her legs are not moving whatsoever. So you're pretty much just dragging her to the bathroom. Gand, under his breath towards Malokia keep her from saying anything too damning. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, as best as she can while basically carrying a person just shrugs. Now that's going to make a good picture that you should draw that up. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, Mel carrying <laughs> Frizz and the Gand like got his hand over his head like shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, y'all, y'all head off. And go towards the lavatory. Uh, not sh pretty much once they're out of eyesight from you, Gand, you see this female Twi'lek, like plop down, feet up on the, you know, table that you're at, going. So. Want to start a rebellion? Wondering when someone would ask that. <laughs> Metatextually for a moment, I just want to say that's a good line. <laughs> <laughs> like. If I had the opportunity in my life to use lines, I'd be using one of those. <laughs> I mean, she's dressed in, you know, just got a blaster on her, um, coat, jacket, you know, shirt, nothing outstanding and whatever. A, a little bit of body armor, and she's got her feet propped up on the table, leaned back, and kind of like looking at you like, so, you ready to start this or what? Gand looks back at her with the ready to start this look. <laughs> Which is kind of difficult with his large compound eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, uh, I guess Fane. You met Fane, huh? On dead. Interesting character. Yeah, he's a fucker, isn't he? <laughs> yep. It's like, well, I think we can do this. What do you think? Ready to fuck some shit up? Born ready. Yeah, I like this. Your other two? They're fucked. Especially the little one. Did she drink what you drank? Yes. Oh, she's going to be in, hating in their, life. Her infinite brilliance. <laughs> you know, he doesn't breathe the same atmosphere as us. <laughs> <laughs> she's Probably fucked. I like her, though. But she's fucked. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to bring her back for a few days. Oh, no. By the way, my name is Lottie. You may call me Gam. Oh, I know who you are. Fane <laughs> already told me. He says you're about the only competent one. 
So that that might be true. <laughs> All right. I so think, I think our mechanic is, is is fairly competent at what she does. Yeah, maybe. Well, let's see. I'll put her to the test. So. What's going to happen is uh, I'll contact you a little bit later. Um, we'll get this going. We'll put you through some tests and make sure that you're uh, what Fane says you are. You have a, do, you, do you have an armor around here you prefer? A what? Someone who sells armor. In the no, bizarre. we usually just steal it. That, that, that is much easier. Or just do this, and she reaches over and pulls a blaster out and shoots the guy sitting next to him right in the head. You can have his, and she goes and shit goes to shake your hand. That's never worked my way before, but <laughs> I am, I'm incredibly glad that it has now. Um, and, she, and shakes her hand. All right, she shakes your hand, and all of a sudden you hear the bar after she sh she like shoots the guy sitting next to him next to y'all. This go this got like some humanoid type armor on. Uh, it's just a human. Shakes your hand, shoots him in the head, and goes, your problem, not mine. And she, like, darts off and starts running away. And you can hear, like, the place it erupts for just a little bit. Shuts dead silent. Y'all hear this. You hear a blaster fire within the, uh, within the cantina, and it goes dead quiet. And she's like, looks at you, shakes your hand. Nice meeting you, Gand. See you later. And she just walks off. He owed me money. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that when she pulls her hand away, you feel something within the palm of your hand. I slip it into my robe. Yeah, you pretty much. You, you felt this before. You're like, oh yeah, I got that. And the music starts back up. And everybody starts drinking again. Y'all are in the bathroom, and all of a sudden, Frizz is, you know, you've got her in there in the bathroom, and she's, like, by the toilet, and she's like, I love you, so give me a cool check, uh, Frizz. You're definitely getting two reds out of this, no matter what. Okay. Two reds, two purples, yes. and my cool is proficient, I believe. You're next to Mel, and you're like, yeah, this stuff is... And just goes right down the front of her shirt and front of her clothes. And just you just throw up so much. <laughs> From that roll, quite a bit of throw up just goes right down the front of you, Mel. Say so it's not as bad the second time. Whoa. <laughs> Mel, you need to make a cool check and just two pur <laughs> two purples just to not throw up just from the wretch. <laughs> it's likely. <laughs> You're like, huh, huh. You're just trying to keep it down. You, you got that dry heaving going on because you just smell it just coming from your clothes. Is there like a window or something? We nope. Can nope. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll lock the door. Give ourselves a bit of space at least. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Mel doesn't have a lot 
provisioned or with her. Certainly not a change of clothes. Nope. <laughs> so at this point, she's takes some of her clothes off and tries to maintain some modesty while rinsing. And if there's a sink or anything like that, type, like yeah. what she can do to tidy her situation. Um, after and only after she's done a few minutes making herself habitable, she's going to see if Fritz needs her <laughs> hair held back or anything at this point. <laughs> Pretty much not, because what would be considered the toilet? She's got one arm on it, her head next to it, and just like, I love you guys. I love you. You know, she's just mumbling something. It's all happy mumbling, but it's mumbling. See, I feel much better after puking. I feel pretty good. <sighs> she tries to stand up and immediately slips. On the puke and where she's standing, because it's just she's still shit faced beyond belief. I'm gonna say, oh, I, I think I got on my butt. <laughs> she like wipes her butt and shows the the, the throw up to you that's on her hand. So, well, she's pretty much covered in throw up, and yeah, your boots are covered in it. You're covered in it. No matter how well you do it, it's still kind of stained within it. They haven't come back in a bit, Gand. You're pretty much done. And someone's already come up and picked up this human and cleaned off the area where he was blasted away at and uh, takes him away. I want the armor. Sure, it'll cost you. How much? Uh, 400 credits. You can do better than that. And I'm going to try and negotiate with him. Go for it. Uh, 350. That's best I can do. I'll agree with that. You gotta get it off. I'm not touching this dead fucker. No problem. Okay, you spend some time stripping off some stripping off the armor. You get it. And then all of a sudden they drag the body off. Get that fucker out of my sight. <laughs> okay. All of a sudden, Mel and uh Frizz, you're still carrying Frizz back. She's not really that, you know, movable besides dragging. And you see this body being carried away by next to Gan with its, like, brains just, like, dragged across the floor. Did, did we miss something? Say, whoa, did you see that? Whoa! <laughs> Nothing important happened while you were in the indisposed. They reek too high heaven, by the way. You two should head back to the ship. I will follow. Yes. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I love the ship. Uh, we'll be That's going there. where you should stay. Again, patting her on the head. <laughs> <sighs> Mel's gonna continue to not quite carry Fritz back to the <laughs> ship uh, as quickly as possible, given okay. the circumstances. All right. You head back. Uh, it takes a little bit because, of course, you're dragging a child with you. 
Uh, Gan, are you doing anything? Gan finishes his drink, mm-hmm. tips the uh, waitress. Okay. Uh, do they have someone selling death sticks in the bar since I promised our uh, cigar-smoking friend? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can get any type of illegal substance you want from this area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, they, they, they sell it right there from the bar. I'll, I'll buy some of those. Okay. And slip them into my robes. All right. And then head out to the ship. Okay. You get, y'all get to the ship. You actually almost catch up to them because it's taken them quite a while to get through the uh, area and get through the crowds. And you can definitely smell them from a distance away. They smell so bad. It's really bad if this one can smell you through his back, his uh, environment suit. I hear you say this, right? Like, I'm within your shot? Oh, yeah, y'all right next to each okay. other. Okay, no, okay just, just... With you guys, and I'm talking to you. Okay. Say, so, well, if we stink so bad now, you, you should probably stink on the inside. Drinking that goop. <sighs> no. It's not intended to be drunk. It is intended to be inhaled. Oh, is that what you do with that face thing? Oh, God. <laughs> I think I think maybe she did inhale it. I, it's it's. <sighs> I inhaled it. <laughs> this one is surprised she's standing. She's not. She is. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> she's more like held up by Mel right now. The intent being a comment that uh, he frankly thinks what she did should have killed her. Yeah, she. You you definitely know that she's going to have a long hangover and hurt really really hard in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, y'all get into the ship. Oh, I doubt it. I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you get in the ship, no problem. Um, what are you going to do with Frizz? Frizz, you're starting to pass out from this. This one thinks you both need a bath. Uh, agreed. Um, if there's the option of a shower on board, oh yeah, there's a place to clean. I would, I would like to go do that immediately, and also to wash my clothes okay. immediately, or maybe just just vaporize them and replace them. <laughs> okay, just chuck them in the incinerator and get some new robes. Uh, correct. <laughs> what are you gonna do with frizz? Um, that will be a problem we deal with after. Mel's out of shower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you can feel the ship starting to move and take off uh, and getting out of port. Uh, Mel, you go and you go to the shower and you start stripping off. And you start taking your belongings and you're like, what the? You're like starting to feel around a bunch and like, what, what, what the? No, no, no. As you don't feel your training saber. Oh no. 
You don't feel your training saber anywhere. You start scrambling and looking in the clothes that you threw on the floor that you're about to go throw in the incinerator, and they're not there. It's not there. So it's either back at the bar in the washroom where we tried to clean up the clothes initially, or it got lifted by someone. Mel, you're sitting there right next to the bathroom as Mel's undressing and stuff, and you can hear her undressing and you're like turning on the the cleaning section and stuff, and you can hear her kind of freak out for a second. Um, she grabs... She, she panics for a minute just in triage mode and decides that she has to be clean. She gets into the shower and she, she cleans herself as quickly as possible. No pleasantness about the whole experience, just efficiency. Having literally cleaned herself of just the filth that they've experienced, she gets out, dries herself really quickly and puts on the clean clothes that she brought in, enough to cover herself and, and feel mm -hmm. secure again. Then she, she rushes out and says, uh, Fritz, do you have any idea? You, you, you go to open the door and she falls in. <laughs> as you as the door opens, she was kind of leaning on the door, and it opens up, and she kind of falls in, and she's like laying on the ground, looking at you, looking up at you. Still drunk as hell. Help. So you look great from down here, Fritz. I'm sorry, this is urgent. Did you see the training lightsaber? It, it, I think it got picked up, or we left it at the bar, and if someone found it they could suspect something of us. Uh, I imagine I'm reasonable enough to uh, think about things getting stolen because I don't like that happening. Uh, Frizz is going to start patting her body, seeing if there's anything missing on her, or maybe even that she has a lightsaber for some crazy reason. Okay. Crazy start, things have happened. You start patting yourself down, and you're like, whew, I got my head still. <laughs> but nothing out of the ordinary that you can see so far. All right, I'm going to look back up her say, no. No, I don't. You want to go back? <sighs> I won't go with you, I don't think. <laughs> Correct. I think not only should we not go back, we may need to leave this planet quickly. You can uh, already tell y'all are lifting off, off, off the planet right now. Okay. Um, Mel's going to go tell our pilot... Uh, the details of what happened and indicate that we should watch for being followed. We should scan the ship for any kind of tracking devices. We should assume if this was taken, which is the worst case, that someone not only knows the significance, but also maybe following us. Okay. Gand, what are you going to do? Gand is going to pull the object that he was passed covertly out of his pocket. Okay. Uh, it, it's a small data disk. Slip it back into my robes and go out to find Mel. Okay. You find Mel. She's like standing over Frizz. And you can tell that there's some type of panic in her face right now. Mel, you got pickpocketed, didn't you? I, uh, I've I've left behind a training lightsaber, and it was not of my own volition. It's it's actually it's actually embarrassingly possible that 
I got vomited on in the washroom and simply removed the layer of clothing it was in and in rinsing it off, dropped it somewhere. Um, but I think we have to assume that it was stolen and moreover that that means that there could be people after us. I mean, unless you have a better idea. I'm going to shop in the bathroom. I have an idea. You hear this? You hear from the back? I got an idea <laughs> from Frizz. Well, I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure? Uh, you hear Frizz from the bathroom yelling at y'all. This one cares strongly about you, too, Frizz. <laughs> Frizz Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> and? Anything else you need to say, Frizz? No. <laughs> you kind of look up and you're like, Ugh. and you got to like lay back in the shower. All right. Gain, are you going to do anything with the disc right now, or are we going to just continue on? I'm going to tell Malokia about the disc. Okay. And ask her if there is a way she could isolate a computer system. Yeah, that's that's the new plan, um, given, given our recent experiences with computers. Um, Mel's going to try to take a, a computer on the ship and just remove it from the existing network, disconnect mm -hmm. it from any kind of uh, outbound transmission, gotcha. and just use it as kind of a repository to access information. Okay. Um, so just to make sure there's nothing critical on that computer, there's nothing operational on it, and then once that's done, she's going to ask Gan for the, uh, the data disk to see if she can pull up what contents are on it. Okay. You, you, you're able to isolate a, a piece of machinery and pull it away so it's not connected to anything but just can read the information, no problem. Uh, you take the disc and load it in the machine. Um, it kind of flickers up as the you know as a, a hollow, uh, hollow projection of this female Twi'lek. Uh, again, you immediately recognize her as, as Lottie. Mm -hmm. uh, she's standing there. She's kind of got her arms crossed and kind of got her you know her ankles crossed, leaned up against like some like a wall or something, and she's like. So, let's kick some Sith ass. And then all of a sudden it stops, and that's where we're going to end it because she starts talking about something, and I don't want this to go in any longer because I want y'all to learn about it later. All right. Uh, so it'll be a good stopping point right here. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the data disc will be able to read, and we'll, I'll tell you the information of that the next time because it'll be a good starting point of what to happen and where y'all where y'all want to go. So I'm going to leave this as an open area. You still have... Whatever's going to happen on the data disk, and you still have your artifact, but I want to leave that till next time. Um, plus, we got to go through Frizz getting over a hangover <laughs> and uh, do what we need on that. Um, so, I'm going to go and shut down the stream real quick. Uh, guys, if you're watching, thanks for watching. Um, we will be posting this up later, and you can listen to everything else, but we have to do some private time. <laughs>